This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Utah fans, welcome back to the fifth episode of Believe in Utes. Got a big one for you today. Joining me is a member of the Utah football offense. He has played defense before, for a little hint, back in the 2022 Rose Bowl. That ring a bell? Of course, joining me today is a dear friend of mine, a fan favorite amongst the Utah community, and... The guy who plays running back and makes it known very clearly, Mr. Makai Bernard. Makai, how you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. Is it recording? No, it's <laughs> right. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I've just been, you know, chilling, trying to get back on track for this uh, 2024 season. Yeah, man. That's good to hear. I don't know if the Utah community or the listeners of this podcast are too familiar, but you and I are pretty good friends off the field, but... I want to let everybody get to know you a little bit better today. Uh, check out the Popping Off podcast if you want to see a more friendly conversation. But for today, I want to talk football and business and how you're doing, how you're feeling, if you're ready to get back on the field, uh, how your time off has been, and uh, just all things you, your career with the Utes, and things looking forward. So uh, first things first, I got to ask, man, how is your golf game looking these days? You, you still out there? You still swinging away? You know, uh, it's been a minute, you know, since injury and all that. I haven't had time to get back out there on the course, but uh, it, it, it won't ever leave me. Best believe that. I'm still going to go shoot maybe 20 over, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still fun. It's still fun. Yeah, man. Well, I think you have to shoot 20 over you know, at least a thousand times before you can, before you can really break even. So Absolutely. I think you're on the right track. I see your tweets. I see the videos that you send to me and, and out on social media. It looks like your swing is getting there, improving always. So that's good, man. I wanted to start off with that little light note, you know, make sure your golf game is still going well and everything like that. But let's talk football, man. Um, how was it? Was it, was it difficult this season to have to miss the majority of the 2023 football season? I, you know, the last few seasons you've been healthy, for the whole year, you've played in every game and you've made a huge impact on the offense, you know, in scoring and just leading your teammates and getting down the field and, and stuff of that nature. But was it was it tough on your mental? How are you feeling? How were you feeling in the 2023 season having to be on the sidelines? Uh, it, it sucked to be on the sidelines watching, you know, seeing, you know, as an offense, we were struggling and we couldn't get a little spark. And it was just difficult. Um, on the mental, I feel like, Actually, you know, not being able to play this season actually helped me fall more in love with the game again. Um, you know, being a college athlete is so hard on a mental. Uh, you're working out every day, you're practicing every day, your body's getting beat up, and, you know, you don't have a lot of time for yourself or for others. And so I think in that regard, it kind of helped me fall in love with the game again and make me want it even more. In this season, I wanted even more than ever coming up uh, 2024. But, yeah, you know, just watching the games and seeing us struggle and not win the games we were supposed to win, 
or win the games we're supposed to win, but not doing it at a dominant level, it was kind of tough. And it, it hurt me not being able to be out there. And I know it hurt the team not having me out there as well. But, um, yeah, it, it sucked. Absolutely, man. I can't even imagine how difficult it must be to know that you could be making an impact in every one of those games, but feeling helpless on the sideline and, and, uh, and, you know, feeling like you just aren't able to contribute in your, in your normal way, the Makai Bernard way, you know, obviously we've seen it going both ways in that Rose bowl, willing to do whatever you got to do for the team to get the victory and to get the job done. So I can imagine that was a very hard time, but I have to say it was freaking awesome to see you back in action versus Northwestern in the Las Vegas Bowl. The only score, the only touchdown of the night by number two. It was great to see you get in the paint, man. And uh, yeah, man, I think it looked like you had that spark in your eye, like you were ready and you were hungry to get back out there. And I think uh, if I remember your recent Instagram football or your, your football picture after that Las Vegas Bowl, the, your recent caption, do you remember how that went? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was, I forgot exactly what I said. It came out the it came off the dome, man. You know, it just came off the dome. Uh, had yeah. it stripped, uh, but I'm on demon time now. So, you know, uh, I think it was what was it took took ball for took the ball for granted for a minute. Had it stripped. Now I'm on demon time. Yep, yep. And that that is a great way to des describe how I felt. Um, like I said, that time off it was needed for me mentally to become be able to you know, realize how much football means to me. And like I said, I had it stripped, had ball stripped. And, you know, I'm, I'm back now. I'm on demon time. I'm ready to work. Uh, we're going to get it done. And I think, you know, the Northwestern game it was, it was far from my best, but you could see the spark that, you know, I had and the burst of energy that I had going into that game. And it's only going to go up from there. That was my first game back. So you can't. I can't complain with how I played. I know I didn't play – the best i know i watched the film i missed a couple holes i missed a couple things but um you know that's what getting it alive for 2024 is going to entail just me getting better and doing the doing the right things yeah man well you didn't skip a beat out there it looked like you hadn't missed a game and that was awesome for myself to see for the whole utah community to see so we're glad to have you back and uh with that type of instagram caption was that like a little shout out to your fellow teammate, Mr. Miles Battle, the the caption god, <laughs> as the Utah fans know him? You know, I wasn't. I'm not on no level of you know Miles Battle with the caption, but I, <laughs> it was just like, like I said, it was that moment. Like I was looking at those photos, I was feeling the what I felt, the feelings that I had, and I was just like, man, like I did take it for granted. You know, it was stripped from me. I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing. Like it literally was stripped from me, and yep. now I just, I want it even more. So that's how I really felt in the moment. And it took me about, you know, five seconds to write that caption. And I didn't really <laughs> think about it. I just was typing. I was like, this, this is my mood. You can tell it's coming from the heart. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, man. So I know the Utah community is extremely grateful to have you back. We're, you know, you've been a and the absolute backbone of the offense and of the whole team, really. Um, you know, you've been a motivation and an inspiration to – the younger, the younger players who have come into the program and the fans all around, you know, younger kids surrounding high schools and diehard Utah football fans have really looked at you as a true definition Ute. Uh, which brings me to the next question that I have for you. You know, of course, I don't want to say elephant in the room because I think at this point you've got a 
you've got a pretty clear, you know, everyone's, everyone's cool and, and no one's too worried about this anymore. But I did want to bring it up just to maybe enlighten some fans that weren't too sure on the situation and whatnot. But you did enter the transfer portal after the 2023 Rose Bowl two seasons ago. Um, can you just kind of walk me through like what your reasoning was for entering the transfer portal? Uh, and then ultimately what led you to decide to stay with the Utes and to continue and further your career with the Utah football program? Yeah, man, it was just, I think I had two options going into that. Um, it was either declare, which I didn't think was the best option for me. Just, you know, I was coming off injury um, and I didn't think I played my best ball yet. So I, I, I really wanted that year to be my last, but I just knew that I had more to give. I had more in the tank to give than what's shown on film. And so ultimately it came down to transfer and transfer because it was just so much going on within the program that mentally I can, I can handle. And I didn't, I didn't feel like we as a program dealt with it the right way. Uh, so, you know, I was just like, do I want to stick here and, you know, have this mental breakdown of like what happened and it wasn't dealt with the right way. So I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. I think my best option is to enter the portal. And I, as much as I didn't want to, cause I love the, I love this team. I love the coaches. I love the fans. I love everything about Utah. Um, it was hard to even say I was going to enter the portal. And at that time it was just, I think it was just hard to come back knowing what I've been through and what was going on with, with me and how I felt. So that was the biggest thing, just trying to figure out uh, how do I navigate through this? Like, I know everybody's going to be, you know, they're going to feel some type of way about it, but in reality, it was like my feelings toward everything. And ultimately, you know, me coming back, it was big because then I sat down and with a lot of the coaches, a lot of everybody, and they were just telling me how much I was needed and how much I can make a difference on the team. And that's what really, you know, helped me decide to come back. Um, I just wanted to feel like I was seen. I, I didn't feel like I was seen because I was always behind somebody or somebody was always in front of me. And like, I know my worth, I know that. I can do a lot of things and I, you know, a lot of people know that. So it was just hard. So, but ultimately I came back because I felt like, you know, we was going to change that and we was, was on our way and it felt good. So I decided to come back. Well, that's awesome, man. I know the transfer portal is kind of still like a gray area, undefined sort of tricky thing to figure out for any player that enters you know, enters the portal. And uh, I think with the, with the timeline really that you have after a bowl game before, you know, spring ball comes into effect and before fall camp and everything like that, it seems like a lot of players do have to make rushed decisions, which, you know, ultimately it, you know, we've seen across the country, a lot of players who go to schools that maybe they shouldn't have, and they should have just stayed or, you know, or maybe we see guys who, make the first, you know, they get offered by a school and that's the first decision they have to make and they take it and they go for it because that time period is so short and, and, uh, and they want to get to the team before spring ball and stuff like that. But I think ultimately, whether you feel like you made the right decision or not, the Utah fans are very excited that you stuck around and, uh, we love having you here. You, you, you know, 
I feel like everyone, I mean, I definitely feel like you're a part of my family just because, you know, friendship off the field and stuff like that. But I, I think that every Utah football fan and family feels like you're a part of their immediate family because that infectious little smile you got going on, the love for the game that you have. I love you too, too, too. The love for the game, the love for your team. You can tell you're, you know, you believe in the brotherhood and you believe in this program. So that's the name of the game around here. Believe in Utes. And it seems like you do that. So, you know, we're grateful to have you, man. It's, it's good that you stayed here. And, and it seems like uh, you're going to be able to wrap your career as a college football player up with the Utes, huh? Man, it looks like that, man. It's been, it. it's been a long, long time, uh, you know, coming in here 2019. Now it's 2024. Uh, I couldn't tell you I wanted this to be, you know, the longest I didn't want to be in college this long, but I'm grateful I I, I am. Um, the, the friendships, the bonds that I have made, the brotherhood that I have made with people, it's it's amazing. And, you know, when it's time to leave this place, it's going to hurt. But guess what? I might come back when I retire because I love it. I love this place, man. I love Utah. So when I retire Ooh. or, you know, when it's time to hang up the cleats or whatever, whatever happens, I think I'll move back to Utah. And just you know, live life. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Is that like a coaching foreshadowing? Like you no, might come back. No. Oh. <laughs> I can't coach. I'm not coaching anybody. I can't do it. No nope, coaching's not for you, huh? All right. You don't know how many hours they be in the building, man. They be in the building too long. Like college, at least, is it's amazing. I shout out to all the coaches who are coaches because I just know that the time and effort it takes to be a coach at this level is crazy and man shout out to coach q because i know him he's away from his family doing this for us you know that's that's hard for him he's he's a big lover man and coach q is like a father figure to me and you know i it's amazing how like he deals with this this stuff yeah okay i'm glad you stopped there because i did have question for you specifically about coach Q and the two of your relationship. Obviously coach Q is the running backs coach for the Utes. And uh, from what I've heard from you, it seems like the two of you have a very, very good relationship. And it seems like you just mentioned it. He's kind of like a father figure to you, which is awesome to hear because every player should have a coach that treats them like a son and treats them like family. You know, I think that goes a long way. And, and, uh, and just from what I've heard from you, it speaks volumes to, to, the type of mentor and role model that he is. But my question is just coach, you know, now that you're going into your sixth season with the youths, you're old, man, you're getting up into the Covey years. Like that's oh, uh... no, 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 no. Covey, <laughs> oh, 30 years old when he left here. I'm about to be 23 when I leave. So okay. relax. You are younger for your grade. So that plays. On I love side. Covey by the way. Y'all. I love Covey. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, man. So now that you're going to be that older guy in the room, um, does coach Q really allow you to kind of, mentor these younger guys you know what to what extent does he allow you to be sort of an assistant running backs coach in that young room um just i could i just put it like this you know being out for the season uh i was in the room every single day with those guys and you know i was i was the second eyes of coach q um it was it was kind of easy seeing you know you had uh glove charlie vincent and uh jj in there and they all already understood the offense stuff but just me understanding it to the, the levels of, okay, I've been here for so long. I know what Coach Love wants. I know this, I know that. And Coach Q's only been here for two seasons now. Um, he he let me help out a, quite a lot 
And Coach Q's the perfect coach because he will, he wants you to tell him when he's wrong. And so all the guys will, you know, tell him he's wrong and if he was wrong. And it's just I think that's the the type of coach everybody needs is, OK, if you're going to tell me I'm wrong, we should be able to tell you you're wrong. And it was a couple of times in, in the season where Coach Q missaid something or uh, whatnot. And, you know, we just corrected him. He was like, thank you. I appreciate that. If I'm wrong, he, this is what he says. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Like we're going to speak about it like men or whatever. And Coach Q is just I, I appreciate him because you don't get a lot of that from coaches. Um, coach gets defensive and stuff like that. But Coach Q, he's just he's he's a great coach. He's a great human being. Uh, I love that man. That's really awesome to hear, man. I mean, that's especially crazy and cool and unique because he was in the league for what ten years, ten plus years. I mean, he had a but he was there. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a little bit less, but he had a great run in the NFL. I mean, NFL caliber running back out of the Utes, and he and he's still trying to learn the game. He wants he wants you to correct him. You know, he's leaning on younger guys to teach him new things that maybe he hadn't thought about before. And, and yeah, I mean, it sounds like that relationship is extremely invaluable. Really awesome to hear about that. Um, obviously him being such a mentor and a role model to you, I'm sure he's given you a ton of advice, but what, what sort of, what's the best piece of advice or the best one liner or anything that you've ever got from whether it be an older player in the program or a coach, it could be coach Q it could be any of those coaches in there in that building. Um, what's sort of the best piece of advice you've ever received? in your time at the U so far? Um, this will go back to 2019, you know, first year here, I'm in the locker room, you know, struggling. I'm like, man, this stuff is hard. Like college football is hard. I'm, I don't know if I was 17 or uh, no, I don't know. If I, yeah. I don't know if I was 17 or just turned 18 at this point, but my locker is right next to Terrell Burgess. Uh, Terrell plays for Washington commanders right now. And, and was so, drafted by the Rams. Go Rams. Right. He was drafted by the Rams. <laughs> he plays for the commanders right now as well. Yep. But, um, Oh, you're a Rams fan. Everybody, he's a Rams fan. That's yeah. why. And yeah. shout out Matt. Gale. He was on the Rams for a little bit too. Got anyway, um, you know, I was sitting there. I had Devin Brunfield on my right. I had Terrell Burgess on my left. This locker room is crazy. Devin Lloyd is across from me on the other side, right there in the locker room. I had Francis Bernard right there. Um, I had a lot of people in my pod were just so, you know, mentally tough and they understood what it needed to what what was needed to play and Terrell looked at me he said man have you ever you know just walked down the hall uh down here and looked at the the wall and I was like uh yeah I have he was like do you know what it says I was like what what does it say it said he said it says respect the process and I was like respect the process what does that mean he was just telling me what it meant to him and you know that my time was going to come and I think that's what helped me get through that first year was just I, I always tell this story. I tell the story like probably like three or four times already, but res respect the process, man. That's all you got to really do. And if you respect the process, which I've been trying to you know, follow this whole time I've been here at the University of Utah, uh, your time will come. You just have to respect it and you have to put in the work and you have to dedicate a lot to it in order you know, to to see the light. That's great, man. That's great to hear. T-Berg was always 
you know, when I was working for equipment, he was always one of the kindest dudes there. You know, he had left right before I started working there, but he, when he would come back, you know, just checking in on everybody in the building, making sure everybody's good, taken care of. So it sounds like he was doing that for the, cause he was a senior when you were a freshman, right? Right. And that, and that was the first year he started. Right. So that, I mean, man, that tells you one thing right there, huh? For his first year starting, he goes and gets drafted in the what fourth, third round, fourth round, something like that. Exactly. And, and the whole time he was just trying to spread knowledge and love to his younger teammates. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of guys in the building who, when, you know, new freshmen come in there or, or new faces are around, you know, they don't, they could care less because it's, you know, it's not their, their problem to worry about those younger guys. They'll figure it out. But it right. sounds like that was super invaluable to have a lot of those older guys in your pod next to you in the locker room and, and making sure you were taken care of. And look, seems like it's worked out so far. Exactly. <laughs> you, pretty soon after that, you started to take a major role in that team. So that's that's awesome to hear, man. That's, that's some good advice. I got one more silly question for you, and then I'm going to ask one more question after that, and we'll let you go, man. Let you enjoy your night in that brand new apartment of yours in downtown Salt Lake City. That's a nice little NIL perk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but uh, my last little silly question for you. What is your favorite meal at the dining hall in the football facility? My favorite meal there would have to be either when they cook the barbecue or when they have the lo mein and, uh, you know, the orange chicken and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, I think that's the best meal for me. Um, I'm, I'm very – I'm not – I would say I'm a picky eater, but I don't eat a lot of things. So, like, usually when I go in there, I'm just eating pizza or something. But, like, if they have the, uh, the short rib, the ribs, uh, if they have the corn – um, or the mac and cheese, I'm in there going crazy. I mean, it, that OD, but it's either that or we can go with the lo mein, we can go with the egg rolls, we can go with the uh, orange chicken or the fried rice. Like either one of those two meals, we it's, it's up. It's up for real, for real. I'm not a steak guy, but I eat steak, but I'm not a steak guy. But yeah. No. So if you can't tell folks, Come to the University of Utah if you're looking for some good meals because that dining hall, man, I miss the perk of eating there because they, <laughs> they got some heat. But that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, well, man, I really do appreciate you for your time. Thank you so much for the insight you've given us on on you as, as a player, you know, some of your personal life, some of the adversity you've had to battle through here in your time at the Utes. Uh, just to kind of wrap this up, man, what are you looking forward to in 2024? What are some goals you've set for yourself? Where do you want to see yourself by this time next year? Um, you know, this is the hardest part about, you know, being a, a senior, you know, everybody go through it in high school, you become a senior and you look at it and you just like, you just see that it's your last time, you know, walking that campus or, it's the last time you got to be there every day, and it's just, it's just hard. So I just, I took a, I took a step back the other day, and I looked at it. And I'm just like, this is, this is it for me. I can't say I got next year. I can't say I got two more years of this. I can't say that. So my, my goal for this is just to put it all out there, uh, to put my head down, to go to work, um, to really try to be the best running back. In college football that's that's my goal um you know i'm hoping you know this this year is my breakout year where i go for a thousand rushing yards you know 1500 all-purpose yards or something 
uh, that's that's my goal. And the only way I can do that is if I put my head down now. So, you know, eight months from now, it's over for everybody. That's that's what I'm looking for for. Let's do it then. Let's do it. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Makai Bernard aspiring to be the best running back in college football next year. More than capable of doing so. Expect big things from this man. He's a weapon on the field. Not so much off the field because I beat you in a lot of little competitions that we come up with. But wow. But, uh, but we won't get into that. It's your show. You can have it. Whatever. <laughs> so anyways, man, I appreciate your time again. Makai Bernard, number two, he plays running back. One time he played cornerback, but don't get it twisted. He's on offense. Makai, thank you, brother. Thank you. Good to talk with you. Thank you, As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening to episode five of Believe in Utes. Back at it again next week with more Utah athletics coverage. We'll get into the running Utes men's basketball program. A little bit of a bump in the road against both Arizona schools on the road, but nevertheless expecting big things from them when they bounce back. And then Utah men's and women's tennis picking up here pretty soon. Going to be interesting. I've gotten involved in in tennis fandom over the last few years with my roommate being a tennis player. So I'll touch a little bit on that and all things Utah athletics. Of course, the Red Rocks are in action as well. Got some tens already being scored. We're ranked number two in the country. So it's looking up for the University of Utah and Utes Athletics. Hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode with Makai Bernard. Please feel free to drop a comment, share this link, like it, whatever you got to do. Go ahead and do that. Appreciate you all. Go Utes. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.